Who are your cultural heroes? Pop icons? Athletes? Movie stars? Which rabbis and rabbitsons make the list? Welcome to the Transformative Stuff. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 74 of Tractate Nadarim, and we learn the importance of prioritizing the significant gigs in life before it's too late. Welcome to the Transformative Duff, and thank you for being my chavrissa today. I like to begin with a story. Shortly before Rabbi Shalom Baum's daughter got married, Rav Chaim Kanievsky was nifkta. Rabbi Baum wanted to pay a belated shiva call to Rabbi Kanievsky's sons, but didn't know how to make the arrangements. Rav Kanievsky's daughter, Rebson Kolodetsky, is often consulted by women and girls seeking advice and blessing, and so Rabbi Baum dropped off his wife and daughters to see the Rebson prior to the wedding. Five minutes later, Rabbi Baum got a call from his wife. The Rebson would like to see you too. Really? I didn't know she meets with men, Rabbi Baum replied. It would be an incredible honor, not to mention the opportunity to offer her words of comfort. And he returned to join his family in Rebson Kolodetsky's home. They held an inspiring conversation, and on the way down the stairs they met a man who introduced himself as Rabbi Karelitz, a cousin of the Kanievskys. Rabbi Baum asked whether he would be able to get them in to see Rav Kanievsky's son. The man obliged, and moments later they found themselves in Rav Chaim's former home. He took him up to the top floor, where, sure enough, Rav Chaim's youngest son was learning assiduously. He looked up from his safe and welcomed Rabbi Baum into the room. The two rabbis spent the next 20 minutes discussing the Torah of Rav Chaim's Zetzal, a chance meeting that will become part of the Baum legacy for generations. A husband may annul his wife's vows once they are betrothed, even though they have not yet completed the marriage. Today's stuff discusses whether a childless widow who is bound to her brother-in-law in leveret marriage is likewise considered betrothed to him, thus allowing him to annul her vows. Rabbi Akiva demonstrates why their bond is weaker than the relationship existing between a betrothed couple. Let's look at the Gemara. Regarding a widow awaiting her yavam, whether she is waiting for one yavam, if her late husband only had one brother, or for two or more yavamin, Rabbi Eliezer says the yavam can nullify her vows. But Rabbi Yeshua says he can nullify her vows only in a case where she is waiting for one yavam, but not if she is waiting for two. Rabbi Akiva says nullification is not possible at all. Not if she's waiting for one, and not if she's waiting for two or more. Rabbi Eliezer said, If a man cannot nullify the vows of a single woman in whom he has no share until she enters into his jurisdiction through betrothal, yet once she enters into his jurisdiction, she is fully under his authority for the nullification of her vows. Then a woman, the Yavama, in whom he has a share before she enters his jurisdiction, once she enters his jurisdiction, is it not logical that she be fully under his authority for the nullification of her vows? Rabbi Kiva said to him, No. If you spoke of a man having authority over the vows of a woman whom he had acquired for himself through betrothal, that would be different. Just as he had no share in her before betrothal, so too others have no share in her. Will you say the same regarding a woman who is acquired for him from heaven, for whom, just as he has a share in her, so do others, i.e. his brothers, also have a share in her? Rabbi Yeshua said to him, Akiva, your statement fits the situation with two Yavamin, but what do you answer for the case of one Yavam? He replied to him, Did we distinguish between one Yavam and two Yavamin, regardless of whether he performed leveret betrothal or whether he had not performed Leveret betrothal, and just as in other matters there is no such distinction, so too regarding vows. Ben-Azai stated his response to hearing this discussion in this language. Woe to you, Ben-Azai, that you did not serve Rabbi Akiva. Let's analyze the Gemara. 
Rabbi Kiva's erudite argument prompts an extraordinary response from Ben Azai. He wonders aloud why he didn't spend more time with Rabbi Kiva when he had the opportunity. Alibur de Hilchasa uses Ben Azai's comment as a springboard to discuss the importance of Shimush. As the appellation Talmud Chacham suggests, to become a Torah scholar, study alone does not suffice. One must be a Talmud of a Chacham, a disciple of the wise. Our tradition consists of the Torah Shibachsav and Torah Shibalpeh, the written Torah and the oral Torah. Ramosha Feinstein writes that while much of the oral Torah has already been committed to writing, including the Mishnah, Gemara, and Shulchan Aruch, its nature implies that a significant element will forever remain oral and only attainable by means of a teacher-student relationship. Rabbi Mordechai Becher points out that some subjects simply cannot be learned from textbooks. He once knew someone who learned how to swim from a book. He concludes the story shaking his head. Sadly, he's no longer with us to tell us how that worked out. I once took a shul mission to Israel. Ten days is not a long time, and so we did our best to pack as much as possible into the short period that we had there. It's not often that one gets to learn from world-renowned authors, and I wasn't going to miss the opportunity of finding a great speaker for the group to hear from on Shabbos. We chose Dr. Gerald Schroeder, the MIT physicist from Eshatara, to address us after dinner on Friday night. Of course, he did not disappoint. His presentation was riveting and inspirational. But as I looked around the room, I realized that perhaps I'd filled the program just a little too much. Most of the room was nodding off, including the couple that had sponsored the presentation. I didn't know where to put myself, both in front of the speaker and the sponsors. Fortunately, Schroeder himself sensed full well what had happened and generously offered to return on Tuesday to address us once again, this time over breakfast. I've served as a rabbi in communities small and large and encountered the same phenomenon. Whether we're bringing in famous rabbis and speakers or they're just down the road, many people don't take advantage of the opportunities until it's too late. Just like Ben Azai, we ask ourselves why we didn't jump at the chance to listen to and serve our sages when they were with us. As Rabbi Baum demonstrated, often all it takes is a little bit of extra effort and one can enter the private chambers of even the greatest leaders of our people. A lot of people can tell you which famous concerts they've attended and where they heard their favorite bands and singers play or how many times their star sports players have scored goals. They can tell you which years they played and the special moments that they witnessed. They can tell you where their heroes came from and what their hobbies are. And then lo and behold, ironically, some of the same people complain about B'nai Torah who idolized their Rabbeim. Who are your all-time favorite Torah teachers? Who has inspired you? Next time you go on vacation, who's on your itinerary to learn from? Which Torah gigs have you been to? Which Torah giants are you a groupie of? Who have you yet to hear live? When do you plan to hear them? Have you sought their advice and blessing? Let's always remember who our true heroes are. May you merit learning from, speaking with, and attending to heaven's rock stars and hall of famers. Wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe. To achieving a life of simcha and purpose, transform your life today. 
The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daft.